This podcast contains graphic descriptions, explicit language, and audio clips that may be disturbing to some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Life is full of disappointments. Sometimes we don't look how we want to look, feel how we want to feel, or get what we want to have. This can apply to so many different facets that there are just too many to even list. However, it can be assumed that every person has experienced this and have, at one point in your life, desired something and just haven't gotten it. Another beautiful part of life is moving on from this desire and realizing, hey, it's okay, because that is just how life goes. We have the choice to either appreciate what we are given and make the best of it, or we have the choice to not feel that way. At least that's how some of us think. Now I understand sometimes feelings are uncontrollable due to a slew of different reasons, but for the sake of generalization, I think you can get what I'm trying to allude to here. For others with less reasoning, compassion, or empathy, the notion of not getting what they want or not being able to do something that they believe that they should be able to do, well that is a whole different story and a whole different thought process. As we have talked about time and time again on this show, it is hard to understand what goes through a person's mind when they cross that line between right and wrong. While we speak of this topic incessantly, we may never truly understand why people do the things that they do. You're listening to The Apex and the Abyss, and this is the story of Lauren Giddings. No one has seen her since Saturday. I haven't seen anything. I mean, I've always heard noise outside, but it's just people walking by pretty much. And you, uh, she just recently graduated from Mercer? Yeah, she and I, were we were both JD students. Um, we graduated back in May. Lauren Giddings was born on April 18, 1984, to Karen and William Giddings. Lauren, along with her parents and her two younger sisters, hailed from Tacoma Park, Maryland. In 2002, Lauren would graduate from high school in Columbia, Maryland. Lauren was extremely ambitious and an excellent student. Those who knew her best would describe her as someone who lived her life to the fullest every day and was a friend to everyone. After high school, Lauren would attend Agnes Scott College in Georgia. Once she graduated from there, she enrolled in Mercer University, Walter F. George School of Law. Lauren dreamed of being a defense lawyer, and in June of 2011, she was intensely studying for her upcoming bar exam. She had completed her studies, and this was the final task between her and her ultimate goal. Tragically, Lauren would never get to fulfill her dream of becoming a lawyer. In fact, Lauren would not even get the chance to take her bar exam at all because of her classmate and neighbor, Stephen McDaniel. What kind of person was she? I mean, how did you, what did you see? I mean, she's as nice as can be. I mean, very personable, very much a people person. Do you know anybody that, any enemies she might have had, somebody that might want to hurt her? No, I mean, we're, we don't know where she is. I mean... The only thing we can think is that maybe she went out running and someone snatched her. Who is Stephen McDaniel? Well, he was born on September 9, 1985 to Glenda and Mark McDaniel. 
The Georgia couple would also have a daughter. Stephen's sister at this time had spent a majority of her life battling a drug addiction and has had numerous stints in jail. Stephen's sister would have six children, four of which would eventually be adopted by his parents due to the fact that his sister could not take care of them. This type of situation is difficult on a family. Glenda and Mark seemed to do what they believed was right for their children, but ultimately, they both seemed to take a darker path. Stephen would have interest in things like sci-fi and fantasy. He was also a big fan of doing puzzles and singing in the local boys' choir. In 2004, he would graduate from high school. After he completed his undergraduate degree, he would receive a scholarship to attend Mercer Law. However, he was put on a wait list at first, but eventually he got into the law program. Stephen would be described as quirky, at least by one of his college professors. He thrived on his oddities to get much wanted attention. He would frequently brag about his interest and collection of swords and guns. It is said that Stephen would also obsessively discuss the notion behind the perfect murder. One of his former friends had even witnessed Stephen picking a locked door under 10 seconds and stating, See? I can get to you whenever I want. A creepy joke to say the least, but at the time, this friend thought nothing of the comment. Stephen, just like his classmate Lauren, had just completed his studies at Mercer Law and was prepping for the bar exam. Stephen had been at Mercer since 2008, and it is said that on his application to get into the school, he wrote that he considered himself a deep thinker and highly competitive in any given situation. Stephen was unemployed but would frequently babysit his nieces and nephews, and he was allegedly working on writing a novel. Stephen was hoping to be a prosecuting attorney, with the end goal of becoming a federal judge. He was far from a dumb individual. In fact, he was very intelligent, even though it had been noted by some of his teachers that he didn't always apply himself as much as he should have with his studies. Stephen McDaniel could have been a great attorney, but he too would never get the chance to take his bar exam. You see, Stephen McDaniel lived in the apartments across the street from Mercer Law, and so did Lauren Giddings. The pair had known each other for about three or four years. Lauren was always friendly to Stephen, even though she didn't know him that well. They were acquaintances, two people with the same goal of becoming lawyers in some fashion. But the friendship was nowhere near close. Lauren had once asked Stephen to help her when she was having computer trouble. But that seemed to be the extent of the friendship, apart from frequent pleasantries if they saw each other in their shared hallway. Despite not knowing her that well, Stephen was infatuated with Lauren. He saw her as everyone saw her, as a beautiful young woman who was intelligent, ambitious, and had an unstoppable drive. When Stephen would eventually ask Lauren out on a date, she respectfully declined. She had been dating a young man off and on for a few years and at this time, they had been on. A person with reason would take this declined offer and move on. But Stephen couldn't do that. What Lauren didn't know was that Stephen was obsessed with her since the moment he saw her. He would watch her when she would go out for a run. He would watch her go into her apartment. And he would watch her while she was in her apartment. When Lauren would talk to her family back home in Maryland, 
she never indicated to them that she felt threatened down in Georgia. In fact, she truly thrived in the South. You would have thought that she was born and raised there. Her friends would frequently joke that she was never going to come home, and she was always going to be a Southern girl. The only thing that Lauren would mention was that she got this weird feeling when she was in her apartment sometimes, as if someone had been in there and moved things around when she wasn't home. Perhaps this was just simply some paranoia, but little did Lauren know that her gut feeling was right. Stephen McDaniel had somehow obtained a master key to the apartment building he lived in. Now, if you don't know anything about master keys, it's very simple. They have the ability to open several different locks. The master key that Stephen McDaniel had was able to unlock Lauren's door. It would later come out that Stephen would go into Lauren's apartment from time to time. It is believed that he removed personal photos off of her computer onto a portable drive and uploaded them to his computer. Eventually, the police would get a hold of Stephen's computer and be able to see that he looked at violent pornography and then looked at these photos of Lauren. It was a back-and-forth ritual of his. Towards the end of June in 2011, Lauren was prepping for the bar exam. The bar is an intense test. It is typically broken up over two days and takes about 12 hours to take. Those who truly want to become lawyers study aggressively to make sure they pass. In most states, the pass rate for the bar exam sits somewhere around 50 to 70 percent. So among the people who do take it, a decent amount of people fail. Laura knew all of this and she knew what was at stake. So she told her friends that she was going on a lockdown and to basically not bother her because she was hunkering down and studying in her apartment or the law library. Knowing how much passing this test meant to her, her friends and family obliged. The last time Lauren spoke to her family was on June 24, 2011. She was having a text conversation with her sister, who just so happened to be on her way home from her honeymoon. A few days would go by before her sister realized that Lauren had not replied to the last message of the conversation, something that was very odd for Lauren, even if she was busy. Eventually, other family members began to get worried about Lauren's silence. They would ask Lauren's friends in Georgia to go check on her to make sure she was alright. With a spare key, her friend would enter her apartment. They would note that it looked as though everything was normal. Lauren's laptop was sitting on her bed, her purse was in her living room, containing her ID and keys. If her friends didn't know any better, Lauren had just gone out for a run and was going to be back shortly. Lauren's family and friends would file a missing persons report and the police would note the same things her friends had, that there seemed to be no sign of a struggle or a break-in. The only thing odd about this whole situation was that Lauren was not there. A few days would go by and investigators would enter Lauren's apartment again to take photos and attempt to gather evidence. However, when they were outside, they would smell something horrid. The smell would lead them to the trash cans that were sitting in front of the apartment complex. They were waiting to be picked up. Typically, the trash would have been picked up earlier in the morning, but on this day, the sanitation worker driving the truck noticed police cars blocking his path, so he went about his route and decided to make his way back there to gather the trash when he was able. If it wasn't for this twist of fate, police may never have truly known what happened to Lauren Giddings. 
Authorities would open the trash can that was emitting the stench of decay, and inside they would find the torso of a young Caucasian female. Though they could not make an identification right away due to the fact that the body was missing its head and appendages, the police had a gut feeling that this was the dismembered body of Lauren Giddings. While all this was going on, Stephen McDaniel had been helping people search for Lauren. He would even do multiple TV interviews. No one had seen her since Saturday because I, we all just, there's not a whole lot of interaction unless we're doing classes. Right. And she was doing an online version of it. You all so, studied together though? I, no, we were in, there's, there's two different people, that, there's two companies that provide it. Captain provides it and Barbary provides it. I signed up with Barbary and I've been doing the lectures that they have in the mornings. She was doing the Kaplan online, so I hardly ever saw her. I, mean, I would see her like go out running, but I mean, What time would she go out running? I mean, I don't even know when. Was it I, at night or morning? I, I saw her like midday a, a couple weeks ago. I mean, that was the last time I saw her was come back from the bar prep on the main campus because we got moved over there for a week or two. But she normally would run. That was yeah, the routine that I mean, she, had. she she ran all the time. I mean, she, she had a group that she would go running with. I mean, I, I, I don't know anyone that would want to hurt her. She was as nice a person as there is. I, Was she moving soon? Did you know anything about her? Yeah, yeah. She she was going to be moving out uh, today. She was supposed to move out today because someone else was going to be moving into her apartment. New law student. Do you know if she was signing? Where is she from? Is she uh, from Maryland? Maryland yeah, she's from up in I'll Maryland. Just put this on here so we can hear you. Is that all right? Okay. I'm so sorry. And you can just hold on. Thank you. Yeah, so she's from Maryland? Yeah, I mean, she she was from up in Maryland. I mean, all her family was there, as far as I know. I mean, she... What's going on in your mind right now? Like, what are you thinking? Why would anyone do this? She didn't hear anything? No. I... Yeah, I... I heard something. Maybe I could have helped. <laughs> okay, don't worry. Do you want to sit down for a second? During one particular interview, the reporter would inform Stephen that a body was found, and this information seemed to shock him greatly. One of her friends had a key. We went inside and tried to see if there was anything amiss, but I mean, she had a door jam that was sitting right by it. So there was no sign that anyone broke in. I mean, the door was locked when everyone got here. I mean, we, we just don't know where she is. I mean, what about um, in the like the parking lot area? I know they've been doing a lot of, I think that's where they have recovered the body or whatever they recovered from there. Body? Um, had you heard, any, had you seen anything there? Had you seen anything there? I, I mean, we don't know if this is the same person. You know what I mean? Like they took out a body there earlier. We don't know if it's the same person or not. That's how we're trying to ask people if they know who lived there. Are you okay, sir? 
I think I need to sit down. Okay. Stephen's behavior struck the authorities as odd. His emotion undulated from calm to worried to hysterical. It appeared as though he was acting. Police would ask to look into Stephen's apartment, which he allowed, because an innocent person would let the police search his apartment, right? While they were asking Stephen questions and looking around, the police noted that Stephen seemed extremely nervous and was sweating profusely. During this odd interaction, Stephen would somehow admit to committing a burglary within the apartment complex. Authorities had a bad feeling about Stephen, and they believed he was involved in the abduction and murder of Lauren Giddings. However, all the information they had regarding that was circumstantial. But burglary is a crime, and Stephen admitted to it. So they were able to detain him at the local police station and interrogate him. What you're about to hear are snippets from Stephen McDaniel's interrogation. I just got to ask you a few more questions. Okay. Uh, you came down earlier tonight, me and you talked, all right. You don't have any weapons on you, do you? No. That's just you are. What's wrong? You know I'm Detective Patterson, right? Yes. Do you remember? Put your hands up here. You remember us talking yes. earlier tonight, right? Yes. You remember me earlier in the day? Yes. When we came down here and talked a little bit and then we left? Yes. Okay. I need to know about this girl right here. You know her? Yes. Who is that? Lauren Giddings. Does she live next door to you? Yes. When's the last time you seen her? Two or three weeks ago. Okay. Was you friends with Lauren? Yes. Look at me when you talk to me, son. Okay? Was you friends with her? Yes. Close friends? We were good I friends. mean, y'all were friends, right? Both yes. of y'all were law students. You're studying to be an attorney, right? Yes. What kind of law do you want to go into? Criminal law? Yes. Civil? Is that what you want to do for a living? Yes. Okay. Are you almost finished? Yes. Okay. So you don't have too much more to do, right? No. All right. Are you going to stay here in Macon? I don't know. Did you used to work at the district attorney's office in Macon? Yes. Was you on the prosecutor side or the defense side? Prosecutor. So you were on our side? Yes. <laughs> right. You never worked on the other side? No. Did you like it when you were down there? Yes. Uh, got along with everybody? Yes. Okay. And you've lived next to Lauren for a long time? Yes. Okay. Do you know where she's at tonight? No. Hmm? No. Authorities wanted to know what happened to Lauren, but from the moment this interview started, Stephen was acting extremely odd and was speaking very unusually. Look, just tell me what happened, brother. I don't know. Well, where's she at? I need you. I'm asking you for your help. I'm a detective, and I'm asking you for your help. Okay? I'm asking you for help. I need your help. Can you help me? I don't know. You don't know if you can help me? Yes. I need your help. Help me out. Tell me what to do. Has anybody asked you for help today? I need your help. I'm asking you as a friend for help. Can you help me? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? You can't help a friend out? 
I don't know what you need. I need to know where Lauren's at. I don't know. When's the last time you seen her? Two or three weeks ago. Has anybody, have you ever seen anybody over her house the last couple nights? No. Okay. If you knew where she was, would you tell me? Yes. What do you think happened to her? I don't know. Do you even care that no one can find her? Yes. I mean, I don't know, do you? Yes. Do you have a girlfriend? No. Did you think Lauren was your girlfriend? No. The detective would bring up the fact that Stephen owned more than one car, something he would keep denying despite it being confirmed by multiple sources. During the interview, they kept pushing Stephen and keep bringing up the fact that they found underwear in his apartment. Women's underwear. You said you didn't have any other cars, right? Right. Why would your, everybody you went to school with for the last three and four years said that you own another car other than that G.O. Prism? Everybody I've talked to, all your friends you were in school with, People that you worked at the district attorney's office with said you have other cars other than that car. And you're going to sit here today and tell me you don't have another car? I don't. Well, where's it at? I don't have one. You never had another car besides that Geo Prism? No. So if I call your granddaddy, he's going to tell me that you only have one car? Yes. What's his phone number? I don't know. Yeah, you do, because I already have his number. You don't know his phone number? No. Hmm. I mean, you seriously can't help us out. His number's in my cell phone. Where's your message start? Where's your cell phone? At the apartment. In your apartment? I mean, it's kind of late to be calling him. Does he stay up late? I don't know. Do you have a grandmother or is it just him? My grandmother passed away. A while back? Yes. But you're close to your grandfather, right? Yes. I mean, don't he own some property or something, he said? A couple of acres? My granddaddy or my grandfather. Who lives in Pike County? My granddaddy. Does he own any land down there? Yes. Okay. And do sometimes you go down there to visit him or something? Last time we met, I went down and visited with my aunt and uncle. Okay. What did he do for a living? Was he an attorney like you? He worked for the Southern Railroad Company. Was anybody in your family an attorney? No. You're the only one that went through law school? Yes. Well, that's an accomplishment, don't you think? Yes. I mean, it took a long time, right? Yes. A lot of, a lot of studying. They then asked Stephen, who do you think took Lauren?
who do you think took Lauren away? I don't know. Well, I need your help. Can you give me some, what, what is your observation of this? I know you're smarter, okay? I know you have an observation you can tell me. What's, what do you think happened to her? I think someone took her. You think, I mean, you watch TV shows, right? Like yes. detective shows. What's your observation? How do you think somebody would take her? If somebody did take her. When she was running. Does she normally run all the time? She runs, I don't know how often. You mean you think somebody might have took her when she was running like down the street somewhere? Yes. You don't think somebody got her when she got back to her apartment? I don't know. Well, you know there was a body found in the trash can next to the apartments. Yes. You do know that. And it's a female, white female's body. Right there. Right next to y'all's apartment. Feet within from her apartment. We don't know 100% sure it's Lauren, but we're pretty confident it is. We're waiting for some tests to be done to be 100% sure. I mean, who would, who would do something to somebody and throw them in a trash can? I don't know. I'm asking for your advice or your observation. Who in your complex would do something like that? You live over there for three years. That's, tonight's the first night I think I've ever been over there. In your expert opinion, of all your knowledge, of going through law school and all that, who in that complex do I need to talk to? I don't know. No names come to mind. You can't help me out a little bit. Hmm? You can't help me out? You don't know anybody at all that lives in that complex. You know, earlier you told me about a guy that lived in apartment 15. I mean, is he a decent guy? I think so. Don't y'all have a laundry room there or something? Yes. That everybody has access to the laundry room? Has anybody been working on the apartments below you in the last couple of weeks that you've noticed? I haven't seen anyone. But you don't, you don't know if they've been doing work on that apartment, number one? No. I mean, earlier today, me and you sit here and talk normal. What's going on with you now? Why are you acting like this? I need to know. Why all of a sudden you're acting like this? Hmm. I don't understand. Okay. Earlier today we sat here and talked. But now you're acting like you don't know what's going on. Hmm? I mean, did something happen or something to you? 
I mean, why are you not, why are you shutting down? Why are you not talking to me? I don't know. You don't know? Are you scared? No. I mean, you're not scared, are you? No. Are you sad that something happened to Lauren? If that's her in that trash can? Yes. When's the last time you, you said you can't remember the last time earlier today that you took the trash out to the trash can? Right? Am I wrong? Right. I mean, because you said you like stayed inside the whole the whole weekend, I think, because you had all your food and all that. You never went to Kroger over the weekend or Walmart or anything? I don't remember. But you could have. I don't know. When you go to Kroger, when you do go to the store to get your food, do you use a credit card or you pay cash? Cash. You have a Kroger card? Yes. Okay. So the Kroger card should be able to tell if you were at Kroger this weekend, right? Yes. Do you swipe your card or just enter your cell phone number? They scan it. Oh, because I enter my phone number because I can't never remember bringing my card. But you don't remember if you went over to Bay. You drive your car or you walk over there? I drive. You ever go to Walmart on the East Town? The Gray Highway? Or which Walmart do you go to when you go to Walmart? Gray Highway. You don't ever go out to Zeppelin Road? I don't think so. You never been out there? You know where Zeppelin Road, the new Walmart? No. You don't? So you just basically go to Walmart Gray Highway? Yes. Okay. Do you know where you're at tonight? Yes. Where are you at? Detective Bureau. Okay. And you know why we've been working all day trying to find Lauren, right? Yes. Because her family wants to know where she's at. Yes. And I don't know what to tell her family. So I'm asking you, what do I need to tell her family? I don't know. <laughs> what do you want me to tell them? I don't know. Huh? You're gonna have to tell me what to tell her family. It's all on you, brother. What do you want me to tell her family? Huh? I don't know. Well, I need to know. I need to know. Okay. If something happened to Lauren and you know, you need to tell me. If you know something. Because I need to know. Because her family's down here want to know what happened to her. I don't know. You don't know? No. That's what you want me to tell her mother and her father. That you don't know. I don't know. Not that you're sorry that she's missing. Not that you've been trying to help me all day find her. But you just want to me to tell her I don't know. I don't know. Are you a sorry piece of shit that you want me to tell her that? You got your ass on that fucking news and stood out there and gave a media report that her mother saw. 
about her missing daughter. And you want me to sit there and tell them that you don't know. Is that what you want me to tell them? Because you're all over the news. You sure stood out there and ran your mouth to the news media. But now you're going to get out here and you don't fucking know. You know. You're just a sorry piece of shit that don't give a fuck. Right? Yeah. Well, why'd you tell the media everything? Do you need to see what you told the media today? Yes. It was on the 11 o'clock news. Well, I'm asking you. Tell me. I want to know. I don't know where she is. That ain't what you told the media. You didn't stand in front of that camera and say, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. At this point in the interview, the detective is getting frustrated. Stephen is sitting oddly still. He refuses to say anything beyond, I don't know, when asked questions, when they know that he has more information. You don't know? No. That's what you want me to tell her mother and her father, that you don't know. I don't know. Not that you're sorry that she's missing. Not that you've been trying to help me all day find her, but you just want me to tell her I don't know. I don't know. Are you a sorry is. piece of shit that you want me to tell her that? You got your ass on that fucking news and stood out there and gave a media report that her mother saw about her missing daughter. And you want me to sit there and tell them that you don't know. Is that what you want me to tell them? Because you're all over the news. You sure stood out there and ran your mouth to the news media. But now you're going to get out here and you don't fucking know. You know. You're just a sorry piece of shit that don't give a fuck. Right? Yeah. Well, why'd you tell the media everything? Do you need to see what you told the media today? Yes. It was on the 11 o'clock news. Well, I'm asking you. Tell me. I want to know. I don't know where she is. That ain't what you told the media. You didn't stand in front of that camera and say, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Right? You buy all these weapons. Was you ever in the military? No. What do you need all these weapons for? Are you scared somebody's going to hurt you? No. What do you need all these weapons for? To have. Why? There's a reason why. Were you molested as a child? No. Then why do you need all these weapons? To have. Why? Give me one good reason. Just give me one reason. To have. Why? Does it make you feel important? No. Hmm? Are you a big guy because you got a weapon? No. Do you even know how to use it? Yes. 
I need you to tell me what you want me to tell her mother. And then I won't ask you another thing. I'm not going to tell her mother that you don't know. Because her mother saw you on the news tonight. And she cried all the way down to Macon. Because you had the balls to get on the news and tell everybody everything. You didn't have no problem talking to the news when they asked you questions. I'm asking you questions. Where's Lauren? I don't know. Yes, you do know. You do know. You do know. You know. You know. You do know. And everybody in Macon knows you knows because you got your sorry ass on the news and told everybody. So every friend you have in Macon knows that you know. Everybody you go to school with, every one of your professors, everybody knows that you know. Because you got on the news tonight and told everybody that you know. Now how do you think? Hmm? Think you're gonna be walking down the street tomorrow and nobody bother you? Hmm? Think nobody's gonna come over and knock on your door to see if you wanna to talk to the media again? No. Oh, they're gonna be over there, brother. So this little act that you're doing right now ain't working with me. Okay? Because you didn't have no problem talking to the media. snap out of it and tell me what the hell happened so we can move on. I don't know. Well, how many times are you going to say I don't know? Hmm? How many times are you going to say it? What are you going to say I remember? But I don't want to remember what happened to her. Hmm? How many times are you going to say that? did something that you regret you need to let me know I didn't well, who did I don't know well a body was found over here right next to where you live and what do you have in your apartments a lot of knives a lot of guns a new detective would walk into the interview room to give the first one a break. This detective is more abrasive and begins to question Stephen about the guns he owns. What's up, man? Did you talk to him about his guns? Yeah. When was the last time you shot those guns? I haven't. You've never shot a gun? No. Have you ever shot any gun in your whole life? No. Never? So you bought three guns that you've never shot? Yes. Why? To have. <laughs> for what? To have. For what? I'm asking for what? Why do you want to have them? What makes, did they give you, I mean, tell me why it's important to you to have three guns.
That's an easy question. Come on, talk to me, buddy. Me and you talked all day today. We ain't had a problem communicating. Why is it important for you to have three guns? Do you not know? No. Okay. Um, you got a girlfriend? No. Who's your best friend? Michael Quinn. Michael who? Quinn. Who is he? He was a law student with me. Is he does he still a law student? No, he graduated. When was the last time you talked to him? Before he moved up to Boston. How long ago was that? A few weeks. A few weeks, like a month, two months, two weeks, three weeks, what? The beginning of June. Beginning of June? Beginning of June. Okay. So let me ask you a question. How you say you don't know where Lauren is, right? Right. You said you told me earlier you and Lauren were friends, right? Yes. How how would you describe y'all's relationship? She was my friend. She was your friend. Hmm. What did you ever do things for? Did she ever do things for you? What did she ever do for you? We talked. We talked. What'd y'all talk about? News. The news. Okay. Um, earlier you was telling me something about you fixed her computer before. I couldn't fix it. You couldn't fix it? What was wrong with it? I don't remember. How long ago was that? Around graduation. Well, how long ago was that? Middle of May. Middle of May? So you were over in her apartment in the middle of May? Yes. Have you been over there since then? When was the last time you were over there? Last night. Before last night. Have you ever been over there with Lauren since the time you worked on her computer in the middle of May? No. How many times have you been in her apartment with her hanging out? I don't know. You don't know? If you had to guess... What was just, I mean, one time, two times, three times what? Maybe two. Maybe two? See, if I had only been somewhere twice, I could remember that. If I had been there over 50 times and you asked me how many times I've been, like, I don't know a lot. But the fact that you've only been there twice, when I say how many times you've been there, you say you don't know, that's just odd to me. Does that make sense to you? Yes. That does make sense. What, so what I'm saying right now makes sense. No. The detective calls Stephen out. He knows he knows more than he is letting on. When was the last time you saw Lauren? Two or three weeks ago. And you have you been on vacation for the last couple of weeks? No. You've been home every night? Yes. Has she been at home every night? I don't know. Has she been on vacation? I think she was away for a while. How long? I don't know. Were you looking for her? No. Let me tell you, even if I didn't talk to my neighbors, I know if my neighbors have been in and out. I hear them come in. I hear them go out. I see them when they walk by my window. I've lived in apartments most of my life. So the fact that you haven't seen her in two or three weeks, that's just odd to me. I'm gonna be honest, It makes me feel like you're not being honest with me. Stephen, 
Why would you not be honest with me? I am being honest. Stephen, it just doesn't feel like it, buddy. You know, I get the sense that there's something weighing heavy on your heart right now. And it's breaking you down. And you feel bad about it. I can tell you haven't slept much, have you, in the last few days, have you? No. Like something's weighing on your mind, ain't it? You started looking for Lauren yesterday. Yes. But you haven't slept in several days, have you? Yes. You have? Yes. Earlier when I talked to you, you said you hadn't slept in days that this morning was the first time you was able to get any sleep was this morning for a little bit. No. Yes, that's what you said. That's what you told me. So I asked you, well, if you haven't been able to sleep in several days, what have you been doing, studying? And you said, yeah, studying. You don't remember that? No. What I want you to do, and I'm going to ask you this question, I want you to describe to me how you feel right now. You don't know how to answer that with a yes or no, do you? I don't know what's going on. Lauren's missing. This, this pretty little girl right here, your neighbor, she's missing. I know. You went looking for her last night. Yes. Did you hurt Lauren? No. Stephen, did you hurt Lauren? No. I know this is hard for you to tell it, but it's weighing on you right now, ain't it, Stephen? I didn't do it. But I know you can probably help me with who did. Can't you, buddy? I don't know. Stephen, you know... And I, me and you both know it's no different than when you was a little kid, right? And you reached in that cookie jar and you got caught after your mama told you not to get that cookie. And she was, did you get a cookie? No. And whenever you tell a lie, you feel bad about it right then. One, with every lie, there's a chance you're going to get caught. And that weighs on you. Because you know you did something bad. Am I right? I didn't do it. You didn't take the cookie? No. The detective that brings up the fact that despite Stephen looking like an unkempt person, his apartment had been recently cleaned. What'd you do, buddy? I didn't do anything. What'd you do to Lauren? I didn't do anything. You saw Lauren last night, though? Yesterday? No. What time was it that she went out to do a laundry? I don't know. Where were you at yesterday? At home. What'd you do at home? Tell me everything you did yesterday. From the time you woke up to the time you went to sleep. I 
check the news. At what time? I don't remember. Was it yesterday morning? I don't remember. What'd you do when you woke up? I think I checked the news. Alright, you checked the news, okay. What'd you do after that? Watch some videos online. Did you clean up? No. You didn't? No. You smell like you've been cleaning up, like you've been using cleaner to clean up. I know what that smells like. My wife smells like that all the time when she cleans the house. You've been using some kind of cleaner to clean up your apartment, haven't you? No. Steven, you telling me you live like a med? How does your apartment get clean? Clean it. Okay. When was the last time you cleaned it, Stephen? I don't remember. Was it this week? No. You mean you go a whole week without cleaning? Yes. Why? That's horrible, Stephen. Was it possibly over the weekend, last weekend? No. It wasn't? If you can't remember, then how is it that you can tell me that you didn't clean up your apartment last weekend? A minute ago, you couldn't remember. I don't remember cleaning last weekend. So you, it isn't that you didn't. It's that you just don't remember. Right? Help me out, buddy. Right? Don't understand. Eventually, the detective expresses his opinion on what he thinks happened to Lauren. I don't know how else to say it, Stephen. Let me tell you what I think. I think that she was a friend of yours. Look at her right here. I think that she was a friend of yours. And I think something happened, Stephen. You used to watch her come in and out of her apartment, didn't you? No. I mean, then how were y'all friends? If y'all were, if me and you friends, we live next door to each other, every time I see, look at, when I see, oh, that's my buddy going in. Because we're friends. I'm going to pay attention to when you come in and out. Didn't you just tell me that y'all were friends? Yes. But you don't, you didn't pay attention to when she came in and out? No. Steven, you're lying. Now you're lying. You're just lying. That's a lie. You uh, you ever see her come in and out of her apartment? Yes. You did? When was the last time? I don't remember. You don't remember? Like last week maybe? I don't think so. You don't think so? Stephen, you understand that everything that you're saying here doesn't make any sense at all. None. None. You totally contradict everything that relates to human behavior. We have skills to be able to observe things, to hear things, to see things. There are natural things out there that draw our attention every day. Such as when you're driving down the road and somebody hits the horn, you look around. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's just a natural reaction. If you're sitting in your living room, you hear the door slam next to you, you automatically think, my neighbor's home. 
me that those kind of things don't happen in your life. You asked if I watched. I didn't watch. Have you noticed that she's came in and out of our house in the last week or two? What do you remember, Steve? The last time I saw her was two or three weeks ago. Do where at? She was going out running when I was coming in. Where were you coming in from? Bar preparation. Bar preparation? What's a bar preparation? Oh, you're preparing for the bar exam? Yes. Oh, okay. The first detective would return at this point. He is playing the good cop in this scenario, it seems. He pleads for Stephen to help them find Lauren. Well, how y'all doing? We're just talking. He doesn't seem to remember a whole lot. Everything's yes or no, or I don't remember. A lot of things aren't making any sense. I gotta be honest with you, Stephen. Me personally, I don't feel like you're being honest. Okay? Well, Stephen, you said you're gonna help me out, right? With this investigation, because we needed your help. We're asking you for help. Right? That's what we... Remember I told you that? Yes. You told me you're gonna help me. Yes. Right? You're gonna help me find Lauren, right? Yes. And ask for your opinion, your observation of what happened uh, to her. Yes. Right? Now, what... What did you tell me? I thought someone snatched her. All right. Where do you think someone might have snatched her from? When she was if you're the detective, if you're the police detective, it's your investigation. Where would you start your investigation? I don't know. Come on now. You watch TV, right? Yes. Okay. You made it through college, right? Yes. You made it just about through law school, right? Yes. So you should know where would you start your investigation? Where she was last seen. Okay. So in this case, where was she last seen? At Garen's house. Garen. That's the guy that lives up on the street, right? Friend of hers? Yes. Okay. Alright, and that was on, I think she left there on Saturday morning. Yes. Am I right? Okay. Now, where do you think she went from their house? I don't know. Alright, you're the detective now, right? It's your case. What would you do? Check at her home. Okay. We did that. That's what we did today, right? Yes. So you saw us out there when we knocked on your door. She's not there. You know, I need your help in finding her. What do we need to do? What do we need to do that we haven't done? I don't know. You don't know? So if you had this case, you wouldn't be able to solve it, is that what you're saying? Because you're not smart enough to solve it? I don't know. Or you think you're smart enough to be a detective? I don't know. 
No. You gotta be killing me, Steven. Did you? Steven. So. Steven, listen to me. We're real people, and we're here to talk to you. We're trying, we're, I like to think that we're friends, okay? Friends communicate back and forth. The only thing you said is yes or no, and I don't know, okay? It makes me feel like you're treating me like you don't like me, and I feel like I've looked out for you today. Everything you said you've wanted, I've, I've given you. I've tried to give you food several times. You know, I feel like we talked. You told me about how you like to look at porn on the internet. Um, you expressed to me that you're a virgin, correct? Yes. I mean, that's the kind of stuff you tell friends. You know what I'm saying? Right? Stephen won't budge. His broken record of, I don't know, I don't know, is not working. Little does he know that detectives have been gathering evidence this whole time. They know that he knows more. What happened to Lauren? I don't yeah. know. You like her, don't you? She's my friend. Did you ever think about having sex with her? No. You never tried to talk to her on a dating level? No. Let me go talk. They got his grandfather. Let me go talk make sure that he owns another car. Because he's telling us he doesn't. So you're telling me, see that pretty girl right there? Yes. You're telling me you looked at a pretty girl like that and you never once thought, ever, man, she looks good. You never thought that? I don't understand. <laughs> what do you mean you don't understand? Did You know how when you're sitting there you see a girl walking down the road? And you say, man, that girl looks good. You ever see a good-looking girl where you think to yourself, man, that girl looks good? Yes. You never thought that about her? Yes. So you mean to tell me you look at porn on the Internet and get off to that, but you never looked at her and said, man, I wonder what it would be like to have sex with her? Yes. You have? No. Have you ever thought about what it would be like to have sex with Lauren? No. You've never imagined having sex with Lauren? No. Have you ever had sex with Lauren? No. What do you know about that body we found today? I don't know. You don't know? What if I told you that I believe that you do know. I don't. What if I told you that I could prove it? I don't know. You don't know? Is there a chance? But you do admit that there's a chance that I possibly have evidence to show that you do have something to do with that body. Correct? I don't know. You don't know? Because if I hadn't done anything... I say, nope, there's no way. But you say you don't know. Why is that? Why do you say you don't know? Is there a chance that maybe something's there? No. Why did you say you don't know? Because I don't know. Because you're worried about something? Maybe something that happened 
that maybe something got mixed up with something and you're worried about that? No. Then why do you say, I don't know? Because I don't know. How would you not know? If I was asking you, did you just rob a bank? If you didn't, you'd say no, not I don't know, right? Right. So why do you say I don't know? Because I don't know. You don't know if you had anything to do with that body? I didn't. You didn't? No. Are you sure? Yes. What if I said I could prove that you did? I don't know. Could you explain it? Today you told an investigator that you were worried about us possibly finding blood in your apartment, didn't you? I don't remember. You did. Now why would you be worried about that? We all looked in Lauren's apartment. Did you see blood? No. Then what would make you think that, that there was blood taken over there? Nothing would make you think that unless you saw it. Because, see, I didn't see no blood. None of the other Lord's friends saw blood, but I know now that blood was there. And now I believe you saw it. You saw that blood. You know that blood was there. And that's why you're worried about it. Is your nose, why do you have blood up in the inside of your nose? I don't know. You don't know? But you saw that blood. That's the only way that you would be worried about it. Because that's like saying, I'm worried about red roses being under my pillow. But yet, I never put them there. That doesn't make any sense, you know. Um, your brain doesn't even think to operate like that unless you knew something was there. Does that make sense? That makes sense to you. You're a smart guy, right? I don't understand. You knew that there was blood in that apartment. No. Yes, you did, Stephen. Yes, you did. There's blood in your apartment, Stephen. That's right. There's blood in your apartment. Stephen, this is hard, buddy. I know this is hard. And I can tell it's only you want to let it go. There's blood in your apartment, Stephen. You didn't get it all up. It didn't all come off. You scrubbed and you wiped. But we can tell that. Don't you watch CSI? Yeah, we know it. Steven, why is there blood in your bathroom? I don't know. Yes, you do know. Why, Steven? I don't know. Has anybody else been in your bathroom? police were in there. Other than the police? Who else has been in there? No one that I know. No one. And you recently cleaned your bathroom, didn't you? No. 
How long ago? I don't know. A couple days ago? No. Over the weekend? No. No, you don't know. I don't remember cleaning it. Do you use drugs? No. You ever use acid? No. Are you you're on medication? No. You're lying, Stephen. I wanted to give you an opportunity to tell it. I wanted to be here with you to go through that process because I know you're not a monster, man. I know you're not a bad guy. You're just a hard-working student trying to pass a bar exam, ain't you? You ain't got a lot of support from your family, do you? Yes. You do? A lot of people can't say that. And the fact that you do have support from your family should make the things easier. Because your family wants to feel like they've raised somebody that tells the truth and is honest, right? Yes. Did you hurt that girl, Stephen? No. Have you ever hurt anyone, Stephen? No. The remainder of the interview, Stephen remains almost catatonic. They tell him they have discovered a body, but they have yet to ID it. They speak to him about his work at the DA's office and how people spoke of how personable and kind he was, but they still keep grilling him, trying to break him. We have to go to our best resources when we're trying to do anything. You know, it's kind of like the guy who wants to get his oil changed, he goes to Jiffy Lube. You know what I'm saying? We're looking for Lauren. And you said you were her friend. Aren't you her friend? Yes. Y'all good friends? Yes. How good of friends are y'all? Good friends. Like, how good of friends? I don't understand. You don't understand? You don't understand how good of friends y'all are? I don't understand what you're asking. How good of friends are y'all? We're friends. Are y'all close friends? Are y'all just acquaintances? Um, y'all study? I mean, how good of friends are y'all? We're friends. Are y'all really good friends? I don't know. You don't know? How do you not know if you're not a really good friend? Let me ask you this. Maybe you're saying that because you don't know how she feels about you. How do you feel about her? Do you consider her a really good friend? But not a really good friend? I don't know. You don't know? How do you not know? I don't know what you mean by really good. Are y'all really close? No. No, you're not? No. So y'all, you never told her any of your personal business? No. she ever tell you any of hers? No. Did you ever see her upset? No. She was always a happy person, wasn't she? Yes. Why are you acting like this, Stephen? You see how I'm able to talk in complete sentences? Like we're having a conversation, but the only thing you're bringing to the table is a yes, no, or I don't know. Why is that, Stephen? I don't, I don't understand. Know. 
You don't understand. What don't you understand? I want to be able to help you to, commu to be able to communicate with me better than that, Stephen. I feel like we can help each other. Stephen, did you hurt that girl? No. Do you know where she's at? No. Would you tell me if you did? Yes. Have you lied to me at all in this interview? No. Yes, you have, Stephen. You said you have. When you say you don't know when the last time you cleaned your bathroom is, that's a lie. When you say you don't know the last time you saw her coming in and out of her apartment, you don't notice whether or not she comes in and out. That's another lie. Your door is only a few feet from hers. You've told some lies in this interview, Stephen. Without a doubt. When was the last time you did laundry? A few weeks ago. You ain't washed clothes in a few weeks? Yeah. Why? No, you don't. That's another lie. That's right. That's three lies, Stephen. You don't have a lot of clothes. Yes, I do. No. You got enough underwear to last you three weeks? Yes. Do you wear the same pair of underwear more than one day? Yes. Why? Because it's still clean enough to wear. Stephen, I appreciate you coming down here today and talking to us, okay? I appreciate you cooperating with us and, and helping us along. But you've lied to me about at least three things in this interview. People don't lie unless they got something to hide. Why would you lie to me, Stephen? I didn't lie. Sure you did. You said you don't even notice when she comes in and out of her apartment. That's a lie, Stephen. I said I didn't remember the last time. Have you ever watched her going in her apartment? No. You've never? How long have y'all been neighbors? Three years. Three years. You've never watched her walk through her front door? Yes. Five seconds. I said, you ever watched her walk into an apartment? You said no. So I'm going to ask you again. Have you ever watched her walk into her apartment? Yes. When was the last time? A long time ago. How long? Before graduation. It's been that long. And you graduated when? Beginning of May, end of May? Middle. And you hadn't seen her walk in her apartment since? No. Did you ever help her carry up groceries and stuff like that? No. 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 
You have a helper carry her laundry? No. She's never needed your help with anything? She asked for help with the computer. You ever offer help with her for anything? Carrying stuff for anything like that? Yes. Like what, Stephen? When she was moving out during the first summer. What did you do? She needed help moving stuff to her car. And you helped her? Yes. So you went in and out of her apartment moving stuff? Yes. How long did you help her? A few minutes. That's it? Yes. Do you realize how you're talking right now? Does it not feel weird to you? No. Would you say that this is how you talk all the time? I don't understand. You're just not expressing yourself at all. Everything's with you is yes, no, I don't remember. I don't understand. You can't help me out with anything. You, there's nothing you can tell me to help me about this beautiful girl right here, Stephen. That was your friend. Nothing. You don't let things go down like this. I don't know what you want. I want the truth, Stephen. I don't know where she is. Let me ask you this. You, I truly believe you don't know where she is right now. Where was she yesterday? I don't know. Liar. That's right. You're lying. At this point, the detectives have given up on Stephen breaking. They turn the conversation about how no one is going to come see him. They know that he killed Lauren, and the game that he is playing is now over. You hurt that girl. No, I didn't. Sure you did. You know it, and I know it. You just don't want to tell us, do you? But that's okay. I know it. I just wanted to give you an opportunity to tell it so people didn't think you were a monster. You're not a monster, are you, Steven? No. I know, buddy. I know you're not a monster. Tell me what happened. I don't know. You tried to have sex with her? No. She didn't want to have sex with you? I didn't do it. She didn't want to have sex with you, Steven? I don't know. You don't know if she wanted to have sex with you? I didn't do anything. Yes, you did, Stephen. You went into her apartment, Stephen. And you hurt that girl. No, I didn't. You did, buddy. You hurt her, Stephen. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. Why won't you tell me, Stephen? I didn't do it. <sighs> Let me take this from me. You don't deserve to look at it. Just 
stay right here, okay? Okay. I appreciate all your cooperation tonight, okay? Okay. Police would later find many things in Stephen's apartment that fingered him as the perpetrator in Lauren Giddings' murder. They would find a hacksaw with blood and human remains on it in the supply closet of the apartment complex Stephen and Lauren lived at. They would find the packaging for that hacksaw in Stephen's apartment. They would also find female underwear, but probably the most damaging was the video footage found on Stephen McDaniel's computer of Lauren's apartment. The footage was taken outside of Lauren's window and recorded the happenings that was going on inside. They would also find on Stephen McDaniel's computer child pornography. Stephen would later confess that he broke into Lauren's apartment with the master key he had. He was dressed in all black and wore a mask. He would enter her bedroom while she slept, and at some point Lauren would wake up and see the silhouette of someone in her room. Stephen would state that Lauren told him to get the fuck out. At this, Stephen lunged towards Lauren and grabbed her throat. Lauren, fighting for her life, would fight back causing her and Stephen to fall off the bed and onto the floor. Unfortunately, Lauren's legs would somehow get trapped under her bed and she was unable to move or kick Stephen. During the struggle, Lauren would rip off his mask and she would beg him to stop. But Stephen would not. He held her throat until she stopped moving, and then he would drag Lauren into the bathroom and put her in the bathtub. At this point, Stephen would state in his confession that he left Lauren there and would return later with his newly purchased hacksaw. He would then begin the process of dismembering her body, placing her in trash bags and throwing them into the dumpsters. He would also cut up the mask, glove, and shirt he wore throughout the crime and flush them down the toilet. Stephen never expected the police to find Lauren. He thought her body would be long gone before they started poking around her apartment complex. He was wrong, because Stephen McDaniel is not as smart as he thinks he is. Stephen McDaniel will be charged with the murder of Lauren Giddings in July of 2011. Over the course of a few years, Stephen's trial would be pushed back and moved a handful of times in an attempt to find an unbiased jury which would prove to be very difficult. Finally, in April of 2014, Stephen McDaniel's trial would be set to begin. However, he would eventually plead guilty to the crime and accept a plea deal. In a statement, Stephen would fully confess to the crime of killing and dismembering Lauren Giddings. In exchange, he would receive life in prison with the possibility of parole in lieu of the death penalty, which is still legal in Georgia. Stephen McDaniel will be eligible for parole in 2041. However, the DA believes that Stephen will most likely spend the rest of his life in prison. Stephen would say in a written statement that it is difficult for him to explain why he killed Lauren and attempted to conceal his deeds the way that he did, and that if he could take back what happened, he would. Empty words from an empty man. In 2018, Stephen's father, Mark, would attempt to set up a GoFundMe site for his son's legal fees. Stephen, after spending seven years in prison, would attempt to get a new trial, believing that his attorneys did not represent him well enough. This feeble attempt to free himself was rejected by the judge. 
and the GoFundMe site that was set up for him, that was almost immediately shut down for violating the site's rules. Despite all of this, Lauren Giddings' memory still burns as bright as ever. From memorials, to scholarships, to tournaments, and runs in her honor, Whatever Stephen McDaniels intended when he committed this crime, one thing is for certain. Lauren Giddings' light will never be sussed out. Her memory lives on and is pushed out into the world by those who knew and loved her. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Apex and the Abyss. If you would like to reach out to the show, please feel free to write an email to apexandabyss at gmail.com. You can also find the show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook if you prefer to communicate that way. You can also submit episode suggestions as well as find links to everything mentioned above in the show notes and at apexandabyss.com, as well as a link to another show I co-host called Monster Madness. If you'd like to support the show, you can do that in many ways. You can head on over to Apple Podcasts and submit a rating and review. This costs you nothing but a few moments of your time, and it is greatly appreciated. Again, thank you so much for listening to the show and for your support in telling these stories. Until next time. Certain justice, finality, and the answers they deserve. These are the reasons Lauren's family support my decision to accept Stephen McDaniel's guilt rather than proceed to trial. I do not expect Stephen McDaniel to ever be released from prison, even though he has been sentenced to life with the possibility of parole. The terms of this guilty plea require that Stephen McDaniel serve 30 years in prison before he can be first considered for parole in the year 2041. The heinous nature of this crime confirmed today in Stephen McDaniel's own words will follow him into any potential parole hearing. Because of the detailed admission of guilt, I do not expect any parole board will ever agree to his release. I fully expect Stephen McDaniel to spend the rest of his life behind bars. It is my belief that today's sentence and the specific admission of guilt that accompanied it will allow Lauren's family and friends to move forward with the healing process. My prayers will always be with